Hey, Monarch Nation, this is Mike from The Monarchist. And before we get to today's episode, I have a special event from the Pride of ODU Collective to talk to you about. Wednesday night before the JMU game in the lobby at the main entrance, there will be an ODU football autograph session with multiple members of the team. We'll be giving out Pride of ODU koozies and t-shirts. And if you sign up for the collective on Wednesday night, You'll be entered for a raffle for an ODU football helmet signed by ODU head coach, Ricky Ronnie. So join us in the lobby to, on Wednesday at, after 6. Get some autographs, get some koozies, and maybe get yourself an ODU football helmet. See you then. Now, to the show. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Basketball Show. One win, one loss. We're here to talk about basketball. We've got Coach Karen Donahue on the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Coach. Thank you, guys. It's great to be with you. All right. If you want to hear more about those two games, we have two great write-ups on our website, including the post-game press conferences. But since we have you, Coach, the discussion's gotten kind of uh, consistent, if you will, over the season on what we are good at and what we're struggling with. So we'd like to instead focus more on uh, the interim status of you and all of the extra duties you, you and your staff have had to take on in this period of ODU basketball. So let's start with you. Um, we know your normal duties and what a lot of the stuff you've taken on, but maybe fill us in on some of the stuff we might not be aware of. I mean, I'd love to keep talking about planes, trains, and automobiles because, uh, you know, it, it'd be better than, than some of the outcomes. You know, we, we did get a win this week uh, since the last time we spoke, so we'll just gloss over that, um, but that's okay. No. Um, uh, it was a great win, too. It was a lot of fun watching that game at the TED. Crowd was awesome. Both nights, actually, this week, 6,000 fans. Yeah, um, I would agree. I, I Listen, I say it all the time. It's been a, you know, a, I guess a, a slogan of mine over the years. I, I'm sure I stole it from someone else because I'm not that creative. Um, but, you know, all wins are great, right? All wins are great. And um, and that win against Marshall, you know, was a great win because all wins are great. But it was a great win because we'd been struggling. Um, and then we did it uh, – you know, very convincingly, at least in the last 10 minutes of the game, right? It was a sort of close game back and forth. And then we, you know, then we sort of stretched it out there down the end and, and finished really, really strong. So that was encouraging. And, I, and you know, I, just to watch our players, they were obviously very excited. You could see that. I mean, I think the crowd was excited. You're right. We had a great crowd. You know, I think Marshall always gets a good crowd, right? People know Marshall. We've been playing against them now for 11 years. We've had a lot of good games. Um, you know, so, you know, Marshall was a great crowd. And then to come back on, on Saturday night and play Monroe and, you know, a team that our fans don't know much about, um, you know, and, and we had another great crowd. Unfortunately, we didn't get another great performance. Um, but, uh, yeah, all all wins are great. And uh, when you're sitting on five and 14, unfortunately, you, you, you cherish them, you know, more than usual. Um, but I hijacked your conversation. I'm sorry. Or your question. I'm sorry. So. No, no, that that's good. And actually, before we move to that stuff, Mike, because that's what I want to spend most of the time on this is I, I do want to ask you a real quick question there coach since you brought it up the guys 
the guys were were super excited following that win at Marshall. I mean, we were in the the uh, the interview room for the post game presser, and we could hear through the walls how excited they were, and it was it was really great to to be able to hear that and uh, see Vishon with you after the game and and talking through some of those things. Now, on Saturday after the game, the the Monroe game, we asked Emo a question. Uh, it did not ask you, but ask Emo a question with regards to that was obviously a very emotional game, emotional win. It followed Coach Jones coming in and talked to those guys. And, I mean, that can take a lot of energy. You hear about it all the time. Maybe it's more cliche, but Emo said he didn't think that was the case and that these guys just didn't come off of an emotional high. But as a coach and a coaching staff, is that a real thing? And do you think perhaps that's what led to the performance and the effort on Saturday? Um, you know, I, I'd like to say, I hope not quite honestly. Um, you know, we talked about that when we met, you know, heck we talked about that on Thursday night in the locker room, uh, before we broke, you know, like, Hey, this was great. You know, let's enjoy this. Um, because we, we, cause we earned it and we needed it. Um, and all wins are great. And, and so there's a, you know, the, but the appropriate way to, to enjoy it is, you know, just for a little bit. And when we get together on Friday for practice, you know, our attention has to shift obviously to Monroe. And, um, you know, I, listen, we're, we're a little banged up, you know, as are, as are a lot of teams at this point of the year, it's late January. A lot of people are banged up, but I, I think we're a little more banged up than, than we've been right. Emo's missed two games and, and we're sort of keeping a close eye on that. And, you know, Vashon and Chauncey, right. That they, they've, you know, they just missed games recently and, you know, we have to kind of monitor their, how much they can do at practice. So, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've, we're a little banged up. So, it, there wasn't a whole lot that we could do Friday from a live perspective. And, and so, you know, we kind of did what we do a lot of these days in, in between on Friday, which is, you know, you watch film and you, you go over some stuff and you shoot a little bit and, and, uh, but we don't really beat on each other very much at practice and do walk through. I, you know, um, Friday's practice was, was certainly not bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it, there wasn't a, a ton to it in terms of that you could evaluate whether it was really good or not. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. But I, I, I thought our guys were focused um, and they were paying attention. Um, and for whatever reason, when the, when the, you know, when the game started on Saturday, we, we just didn't have enough of it. Um, and that's that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. In, in, in a year where there's more questions than answers, um, not that we have to go down that path again, Um but in, in a in a year where so far there've been more questions than answers, um, that, that's just another one we can add to the list, and and just um, you know really wish we had a chance to to do it again. You know, and, and our hats go off to Monroe. I mean, they were they were you know where we had been just forty eight hours earlier, right? They they were looking for a league win, you know, and and um, you know, I think we made it a little bit easier for them than we should have. Uh, so that was you know disappointing for sure. Yeah, there were moments in the second half where I thought you guys were going to make that push to kind of take back the game, but it just never kind of – it never got there. I'd agree, yeah. I mean, we had – you know, obviously we had the run. We had a 4-0 run, and then we got the steal and the fast break, and the ball was overthrown a little bit, and then we maybe took a quick shot from the corner, but we got the offensive rebound, and then – you know, got caught in between and the ball, you know, the guy was trying to do the right thing and it just, 
ended up going the wrong way. And, uh, and then they got a breakaway layup and to go back up six, uh, or maybe, maybe we were up six and that would have cut it to four, whatever it was. And maybe that moved it back to eight, but, um, yeah, we, we, we would get a little bit of momentum and we just couldn't get over the hump or we'd get a little bit of momentum and then they'd come up with a, you know, big offensive rebound or a three. I mean, obviously they shot it a lot better than they have been doing. Um, you know, again, that's also on the list of things we can, <laughs> that we've talked about before. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we just, we, yeah, we, we just couldn't, I, I thought we were just a little too, um, over, overexcited when we had momentum. And it, I think that was kind of how our guys reacted to it. Right. Uh, you know, like, uh, they tried to do a little too much. We took too big a bite of an apple of the apple, so to speak. And we, um, we just couldn't chew it all. And, and so whatever momentum we have, we sort of ended up giving right back. Uh, and again, that's, you know, part of the learning process. It stinks. It's hard. It's part of the, you know, maturing process as a basketball team. Um, you know, and there's a lot of factors that go into that, but the end, the end result um, is we, we just weren't able to do the things that we needed to do. Yeah. So it, it was, it's disappointing. It's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, hopefully again, we can learn from it and, and not repeat it. So coach, I, I, I mean, I wanted to go to a different topic yeah, but now talking about it. Um, our writer, Brandon Johnson sits on the end line near the visitor bench. And he noted to us that uh, that game had the most uh, yapping back and forth that he's seen at the Ted this year. Um, do you think that kind of, that, that kind of energy can kind of take the focus away from the game and put it somewhere else. There was a fair amount of, there was a fair amount of yapping. I would agree with that. Um, You know, it's hard to quantify how much is the most. Um, But I think, you know, that your point is very valid, which is that, um, you, you know, and this is one thing we've tried to stress again. And, and, you know, I've, I know I've said this to you before, right. Again, I, you know, we, I am am just kind of really harping on, on four things, right. You know, our, our attitude, our effort, our energy, and our focus. And, you know, if we, if we do those four things, you know, we put ourselves in position to be successful without those four things at a high level. You know, I, I really don't, I don't, I don't think it matters what offense we run or what defense we run. Um, you know, if, if our attitude and our effort and our energy and our, our focus isn't where it needs to be, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting with one hand tied behind your back. And, um, you know, I think what we've seen this year is, you know, yapping with the opponents, um, frustration about fouls or not non-fouls or what our players think are fouls and, and a whole lot of conversations with referees, you know, and I, I think that just detracts from, from the focus on the next play. Um, you know, you got to be in the moment. You have to be in the moment to be successful. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe we're taking ourselves out of the moment too too often. So um, you know, I think when when listen when 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 thing when you lose a game or you lose multiple games, it's it's very easy to point out a lot of things that that should have been done differently. Um, and we're you know, as coaches, we're pointing all those out and talking about them and, and trying to, again, trying to, to acknowledge them, um, not dwell on them, but acknowledge them and, and, and then take the next step forward and not repeat those. Um, <clears throat> that's an area we, you know, that's an area we got to be better. We just got to be better. 
All right, Coach. Well, two things, two takeaways before we move on to talk about the staff. One, you can let the fellows know that they don't need to do it because Mike and I, we got that taken care of from the corner right behind y'all. We're, we're, we're doing the chirping and talking to the officials, so we got that covered. Uh, the second thing is, is I was talking to Brandon after the game about that, and some other people had mentioned it. So me, being the curious guy I am, and I'm pretty good people person, so I can put people at ease and having conversation. While we were, while you were on the radio and were waiting for you to come back to the postgame presser, there were five ULM players in the tunnel just, you know, talking to each other. So I politely went up to them, struck up a conversation and chatted with them for a couple minutes. And I asked them point blank. I said, hey, that's the most trash talking that we've seen on a court in a long time. I said, obviously, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on around here. Was that part of your game plan, you know, to try to. And they said, no, honestly, and they were very polite. They say, honestly, sir, no, um, we from Louisiana and that's how we always are. So um, apparently they're uh, confident yet not having any uh, victories at the time and they're, they're trash talking. But segue, let's move to stuff, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so, right. yeah, sorry. Back to planes, trains and automobiles. I'm sorry. Let's do yeah. it. So let's start with you. So we know your normal duties of, we talked about that in an earlier episode and we know now you are the interim head coach and you have a lot more duties on your plate. Um, is there a certain duty that hit you that uh, you weren't, you were kind of surprised by? Um, no, I, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I, I don't think I'm, I've been surprised by any of it. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, losing. Listen, I've I've done this. I've been fortunate enough to do this for a long time now, twenty seven years, right? As an assistant coach um, at various levels, right? At various levels of Division One basketball, and at various levels of you know, going from included in that as being the you know, like basically the intern for a couple of years or whatever I was. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing I've I've felt um, is that while uh, you know winning was always really, really enjoyable and losing was always very painful. Um, <clears throat> losing as the head coach is definitely more, more painful. Um, or at least it is for me. Um, you know, just kind of feeling like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do well enough, you know, you, just like you would hope a player would be examining, <clears throat> excuse me, everything that, you know, that in watching the game film and, and figuring out, ah, man, I, that was a bad shot or, Oh boy, I was in the wrong spot defensively or whatever. Um, you know, I, I gotta, I have to sort of coach myself now differently. Um, if that makes sense. Um, and so going back and, and, you know, watching the, the film, which I always do, you know, I, and I always did for years, right. I, that was one of the things I did was kind of our, our post game breakdowns. Um, you know, uh, and it was always, you know, inst instructive, and inf informational for me, right? You know, you watch it again, make sure you, what you see on film matches what, what, what you saw during the game. Um, <clears throat> you know, but it takes on an added, uh, an added responsibility. There's an added layer to it now for me, you know, when I'm watching, watching the, our games, uh, either the night after the game or the next day, um, you know, where, you know, I, I've got to critique myself and, and coach myself. Um, and so that, uh, 
I guess I assume, I mean, I guess I thought that I would need to do that, but, but I, I didn't, you know, that, that is, that's been an added layer. Um, and then obviously again, you know, you just, you, you feel like you've let the guys down, right. If you haven't been able to push the right buttons or what, what should you be, you know, there's just a lot more as, as an assistant coach, you know, you're always wondering, um, what we could have done differently, what we could have done differently. Um, you know, when you have the scout, you know, and, and for many, many years, I did a lot of scouting, um, of our opponents and, and we're a scouting based program, um, that puts a lot of time and effort and, and, uh, value, um, into that. Um, you know, for, for, you know, most of the years here at American, excuse me, I've had, uh, at, at Old Dominion, um, I really haven't done much of the scouting because of my role being different, not being really allowed to under NCAA rules. So only really these last two years have I been back, um, doing a lot of that. Whereas I did a, a ton of that at American U, um, you know, you, there would definitely be times when it was your scout and, and if you, you know, sometimes you're just wrong, you know, and, and you would kind of evaluate, but, it, but it was more, we, um, you know, now when I watch the games and when I'm thinking about the games afterwards, there's definitely a, you know, there's a, we, what did we do? Right. Which correlates to, you know, shot selection or, or whatever the plays, but there's, there's a lot more of, man, what, what did I need to do differently? What, what did I do? Well, what did I not do? Well, um, and, and that's, that's definitely a, you know, a, a, an adjustment for me for sure. Um, you know, I think the rest of it, you know, you, you sort of knew, I was well-versed enough as a coach, you know, you, you knew that you had to do these things, whether it's media, whether it's meetings with players, meetings with, uh, you know, things that come up planned or unplanned, um, you know, what, you know, and, and, and putting together a practice schedule, which is usually, and, and always has been largely collaborative anyway. Um, you know, the practice plan each day, um, you know, but, but there's just more, you know, and, and, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've been struggling and when you're struggling, um, you don't, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, you're searching for answers. Um, and we've been searching all year, um, you know, and, and we haven't been able to, uh, create the identity, um, that we normally have by this, certainly by this point in the season. Um, and you know, so you're, you're searching for what more can you do? And, and there's a different layer to that when, when ultimately you're most responsible. I mean, this is a collaborative effort, you know, by our assistants. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta find something to, that's, that's working. And, and in a season where more stuff hasn't been working than has, you know, that you got to keep going back to that drawing board. You, you can't throw the, throw everything out the window, right? You know, it's, you can't just completely change everything, but you got to try to adjust and tweak and improve and look at everything from lineups to, to rotations, to, to how much zone to play, how much man to play, what sort of offense to run, to, you know, on down the line. Um, you know, and, and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot there when, when, when you're making the decision and, and, you know, when you're struggling, that, that's, yeah, I wish I had more. I wish, you know, I mean, we, we're kicking it around. We're trying to debate it. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're making decisions and we're moving forward with those. And, you know, some of them haven't worked as well as others. And so, um, and, you know, probably not many of them have worked enough. So you just kind of keep reevaluating that. But, I, I, you know, again, coaching yourself, right? Coaching yourself, um, you know, watching the film and, 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 you know, holding yourself accountable. That that's a, that's a new experience for sure. All right, coach. So we've talked about this before is you, you can't do everything. 
I imagine you're doing everything that you used to do, plus all the other things that you have to to do as a head coach. So let's talk about some of the other guys, because I'm sure that they're doing more than what they had to do before. So let's start with Coach Kavinsky. He's been on the staff the longest with you guys. Talk to us a little bit about Kovey and kind of what his role in the squad is and maybe some new things that he's having to do to help make you know everything go the way it should go. Yeah, I, I, you know, at the at the risk of not being repetitive when we go down the line, I, I mean, I think, you know, all of us are, um, you know, we're spending a lot of time, you know, talking and, and trying to figure things out together, you know, more so than um, than we probably were, you know, prior to Jeff's, uh, you know, absence. Um, you know, I think part of that is Jeff being, you know, well-established um, and well-experienced as a head coach and, uh, you know, having done this for 32 years, I think it is, right, as a head coach. So um, while our staff meetings were always collaborative and there was always, you know, a good amount of discussion and debate and, and whatnot, um, you know, they're probably, those meetings are probably a little bit longer now, um, you know, and, and as we're, you know, just, again, you know, trying to, to work together and, and, you know, make sure we're, we're seeing everything from every angle. And um, again, just trying to come up with, with, with the best solutions that we can. Um, you know, Chris has, Chris and, and, um, and Drew Lakey, both who, um, you know, Chris, Drew and I have been doing um, basically opponent scouting and, you know, when we, would, you know, sort of divvy those games up, you know, almost like an ABC, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three sort of system. Not not exactly that. There was some overlap from people that you know may have scouted someone last year or whatnot or familiarity, um, and some other you know some other factors. But but basically, I, I've you know I I'm not doing any of that now. Um, you know, and so Chris and, and Drew both have had to pick up you know added scouting assignments, right? And so those two guys are are you know they're one game on, one game off. You know, so that someone can always stay ahead of the curve. Um, you know, it gets a little bit easier when you get into the second go round of, of conference play with your, your your our Eastern Divisional rivals, just because you, you know, you you still are watching the same amount of games, um, but you're already you know you're familiar with with the people already, right? You've already played them, and in some of these situations, right, we'll, we'll play. I mean, again, we'll play JMU twice in ten days, eight days, ten days, whatever it is. Maybe it's more than that, twelve days, right? Same thing with Marshall. Same thing with App State. I think. Um, you know, so th- there's not a lot that will change in, in some of those small windows. Um, you know, so you're looking at the game that you played just like we are right now, looking at the game from a month ago against JMU, and you're you're looking at what worked, what didn't work, what did they do against us, um, you know, and, and you're looking at the games in between to see what they're doing differently. Um, you know, so, so those two guys, that, that's the biggest, you know, that's the biggest thing that those two guys have picked up. Um, it's just, you know, significantly added uh, you know, more responsibility for, for scouting of opponents. All right, coach. So you're talking about scouting. I was looking at this, the shot chart, uh, by frequency by zone, Hmm. Uh, JMU compared to old dominion. So, uh, JMU having a very successful year on the court, um, the zone that is not the paint and not the three point line. Uh, you would call these the long twos, I guess. They're shooting 7% of their shots in that area of the court. We're shooting almost 18%. Um, I know that in this efficiency era, 
The long two is looked at as a very inefficient shot. I know we have players that have a really good mid-range game. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that mid-range area. You know, I, I am um, I'm a believer that a good shot is a good shot, and a shot that goes in is 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 really valuable. Um, so, uh, you know, yes, I think taking tough twos, guarded 15, 17-foot jumpers, right? Guarded five foot shots in the lane. Yeah. I I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of, I don't place a lot of value in those. Um, I think open shots at five feet, open shots at 12 feet, open shots at 17 feet that people are going to knock down that are explosive, especially like a, you know, like a pull-up jump shot. I I think Chauncey and Vashawn both come to mind, right? You know, when, when they have very good mid-range games and they're at their best, when they just explode up into it, you know, go, go in a straight spot, beat them and, and rise up. I, you know, I think, you know, those things are, are still a very good shot for us. Um, you know, but guarded tough shots, guarded twos in traffic. No, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't put much stock in, in those, um, you know, 18% of tough twos. And I, I've seen this shot chart and I, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me and I'm don't remember the numbers, but that that's, you know, <laughs> that, that number is, is uh, yeah, I, I guess lower than I, w- I thought you were going to say it is. Um, and so that's encouraging. L- listen, I, I think, you know, you got to put yourself in position to be successful. And if someone's going to be successful making, you know, pull-up jump shots, um, then, I, then I don't see any downside to doing that. Um, but again, taking the right shots is, is, is more important than where those shots are on the floor. What's up, Monarch Nation? This is Aaron from the Monarchists. We'll have more about this on an upcoming episode, but as some of you may have seen, we signed on as partners with SANIL and the Pride of ODU Collective. We did this largely to keep the show free for fans and make it a self-sustaining project, as it can get pricey to bring you this content. Even better, This allows fans another way to help the university. With every ad read we had, that means dollars for the collective. So just by listening or visiting our website, you are helping our student athletes. Another great perk of this partnership is our new relationship with Roback. Roback makes some of the most comfortable polos and pullovers on the market, and they look sharp. Right now, with code MONARCHS, our listeners can receive 20% off their order. And with each sale, with that code, a commission will go to the pride of ODU. So you save money on great clothing while supporting our student-athletes. Just use code MONARCHS at checkout, get 20% off, and help ODU thrive. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. And I'm doing a quick calculation here. So... It looks like we're shooting 40% from that mid-range area. So uh, quite a yeah, bit lower means- than you are shooting in the paint because twos overall, we're shooting 49%. So how much could that two shot or that field goal percentage rise up if you limit those guarded long twos? 
Well, I, I think it's the guarded long twos, and I think it's the, the guarded shots that are in the paint also, quite honestly. I mean, I, I think we take a lot of tough twos um, at the rim. You know, obviously, listen, we're at our best when we get downhill and we attack the basket. Um, you, you know, that 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 is a strength. Um, but I think we take, unfortunately, too many that we, we don't get by the guy. Right, and that's where we, we got to stop it. We got to we got to keep the dribble alive and turn and, and find it to snap it to the next guy. You know, we got to put the brakes on. We got to you know, um, but I think when we take challenging twos, whether it's at two feet, three feet, thirteen feet, you know, we're not having much success doing that. So yes, the percentages would be a lot higher if we would <laughs> we would take more open shots. Right, uh, you know, open shots at fifteen feet or shots where we get by the guy to the rim. Um, you know, we got to finish better at the rim. I mean, there's no question about that, right? We, we have to finish better at the rim. Um, I know our percentage is, is better, but we have to finish better there. Um, and, you know, it's ones we, we just, there's a, you know, a degree of difficulty to too, to too many of the shots we're taking in the paint. Um, and there's no style points, right? It's, it's not like, oh, that one was extra tough. So we're going to give you a third point for it, right? That just isn't happening. Um, and so we, we got we to turn those down. You know, we got to turn those down and, and, and live to fight another day and, and, and you know, give, get the ball to someone else. So in trying to avoid more of those highly contested long twos or just shots that maybe we wouldn't consider very efficient, and, and I would say that uh, there's a big difference between a, a mid-range jump shot and a highly contested mid-range jump shot like we've seen there chauncey's very good at it we can see that vishan has a very nice mid-range jump shot it's just which ones you're going to actually take now in the three games leading up to the monroe game vishan had i think 21 assists averaged seven assists a game which was i would say a departure overall as a, a team stat but i think that's just kind of uh, the microcosm is the point guard. That's who I'm looking at. And, and, you know, I saw that he had eight the night before. And then Mike woke me up and said, hey, he's got 21 in the last three games. So I, I think that's something very positive to build on. And I think as a team, if we if we see more than that, then perhaps we have less of those contested, inefficient long twos. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Coach. No, more assists is more assists is a good thing, right? We're 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 trying to get more of them. There's no question about it. Um, and, and I think those those two things, right? The, um, you know, turning down the tough twos will lead to more assists, right? Get you know, get open. You know, get an open shot. Get a great shot. Don't settle for an okay shot, right? Good, better, best. Right? This is a, a good shot, but we can get a better shot. Someone else may have the best shot. I mean, we're, we're, we're preaching that pretty hard. Um, you know, and, and at times we seem to be, you know, applying that. And at other times we're not applying it well enough. Um, but yes, I think those go hand in hand. If we, if we turn down uh, some of the ones that aren't going to be very successful, if we recognize the difference, right? Because two two shots at the same spot on the floor could be very, very different given where the defense is. Um, 
<laughs> whether that's one defender or two. <laughs> um, and so, and, and, and that's the decision-making, that's the decision-making process we have to be better at. And so if there's, you know, there's someone in front of you, right? It's a guarded, guarded, tough shot. Got to turn those down. And if we do that, we'll probably have more assists, but, th but there's no question. I mean, I, I think we, we found a, you know, more offensive rhythm in the three games prior to the Monroe game, right? So that's Georgia state and, and coastal, you know, when Marshall, we, we found more offensive rhythm and we had, and Vashon, but, but also our team, right? Obviously he had big assists, um, but our team had more assists. Um, you know, those, those things go hand in hand. Um, you know, again, you know, keeping the ball hot is an expression that Drew Lakey keeps saying, right? Keeping it moving. You know, when it's, when we start getting into five, six, seven, eight, or more dribbles, um, you know, one person, the defense just locks in, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's just not working enough for us. We got to, we got to keep it moving. We got to move the ball. We got to move ourselves. All right, coach. So I, I don't want to kind of. No, sorry. Right. and automobiles. Let's go, Mike. Let's go. I don't, I don't want to harp on anything, but all right. When a player is having a tough shooting night and they're one of your best scorers, uh, what is your thought on that? Or is it, are you keep shooting mentality and you're going to, that, you're going to rise up to your average or is it kind of like, all right, we need to readjust and change our game plan with you for, for tonight. Cause you just, you're not on tonight. Yeah, I would say it's a, a sort of a mixture of both. Um, and I know that may sound a little bit of a cop out, but it's, it, I don't mean it as one, um, you know, again, tough shooting nights, right? Like I, I think of like the coastal Carolina game, right. And, and RJ Blakeney had a tough shooting night. Um, but he took really good shots. We ran good offense. They would have, Bashan would have had even more assists and Chauncey would have had even more shot assists, right? The ball just didn't go in. But I don't know, and I'm, you know, maybe there, but, but those were good shots that he was taking. His feet were set. He was open. The ball came in. It came from inside out. Excuse me, it came from inside out. You know, it just, it didn't go in. Um, so a big part of, of kind of getting on track is continuing to take the right shots. Now, at some point you got to go try to find another way to put the ball in the basket. Right. And I, and I thought, you know, certainly came in early in the second half last night, last night, Saturday night, again, the Monroe game, you know, Chauncey got to the basket, you know, and in, in, in an explosive attacking move and, and got to the basket and was able to finish, you know, and then he came down and he made a, you know, a, a pull-up jump shot that was open in an explosive, efficient, you know, straight line attacking move and rose up. And I was like, okay, here we go. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and I was hoping he was going to be back on track and any, I know he, he finished with, with a big number, but um, you know, the challenge there is, is kind of keep taking the right shots. Um, you know, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta, you gotta shoot. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to shoot good shots by any stretch. Right. Um, and, and a guy that's proven to be a good shooter, I'm backing him to take good shots. But I may also be whispering in his ear at some point, like, okay, attack the rim. See if you can get fouled. Sometimes you get into the foul line and, you know, and, and seeing the ball go in the basket that way can kind of get yourself going a little bit. Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of a mixture of both. But, but again, take the right shots. Take shoot open shots. 
shoot shots that are out of the rhythm, uh, the flow of our offense. Um, and yeah, and, and that we, we just got to, we got to keep, keep working on that. All right, coach. So next opportunity is Wednesday night. JMU comes into town. Obviously it's a team and a fan base that we know well. Um, it's one that hits a little closer to fans' hearts and players. Um, you know, we've in interviewing players and asking them where, um, you know, where they like to play or where other places besides Chartway, uh, they've cited JMU because the the fans and it gets them gets them pumped up. Um, we've played them once already at home. Uh, I guess one. Does that team look the same as when they came in before or has anything changed? And two, what do you guys need to do to be in this game at the end with a chance to win? Well, we got to guard better. Um, no, I, I think to answer A, they, they look largely the same. I mean, I know, I know they've struggled. You know, they lost the two games here in league play. Um, you know, they, they've, they're a very, very good team. Um, and they're, they're playing very well. Um, you know, their, their rotation has changed a little bit. Um, you know, they're not shooting the ball as well right now um, here in conference play as they were doing sort of a month ago, um, a few guys in particular. Um, but I, I imagine that will kind of even itself out in the wash over the next four or five weeks, if I had to guess. But, I, you know, but I hope it will continue for another night for sure. Um, but I, I think, you know, again, you know, we we, we weren't. We we did we just didn't guard very well. I mean they they we didn't take much if anything away early in that game. Um, you know they scored fifty points in the first half. Uh, I mean they shot an extremely high percentage. They got a lot of shots at the rim in a variety of ways. Some were were drives where we didn't do a very good job containing the dribbler. Uh, some were drives where we didn't do a very good job of kind of helping coming out of ball screen situations. Um, and then you know their big guys, you know had a monster night. Um, basically just rolling right down the rim, right down the lane, and, and and they picked us apart. And we weren't where we were supposed to be often enough. We, we've got to be a lot more uh, locked in and disciplined, um, you know, and, and in the right spot when we're supposed to be there at, at the defensive end to start. Um, we dug ourselves in a big hole early uh, that ultimately was just too much to get out of. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, and we, we had some opportunities to, to finish at the rim, you know, and, and we made some nice drives and some, the right plays and the right decisions. And we just, we didn't put the ball in the basket, you know, and, enough. Um, and so, you know, we got to, we got to find a way to put the ball in the basket. We got, again, you know, we, we took in that game, I, I think a good number of the correct shots that didn't go in. We've got to we've got to put the ball in the basket um, when we when we take the right shots at a, at a higher rate. So, you know that's what we've got to do. Um, you know we we have our work cut out for us. No about no doubt about it. But you know, listen, I you know I would like to assume, and I think it's safe to say we'll be plenty motivated. Um, but we got to channel that in the right in the right way. You know, I, I wonder if the last time when we played them, um, you know, because we were excited, but maybe that focus wasn't where it needed to be. And that maybe caused us to be physically not where we were supposed to be, you know, at the right time. So we got to we got to sort of improve in that area for sure on Wednesday.
Well, I'm definitely looking forward to – I'm always looking forward to a good in-state matchup. Um, having Absolutely. The town. Should be a great environment at the TED. Uh, do you have a message for fans? Yeah, no, I, I listen, just, just, we appreciate them, you know, more than they probably realize and, and just hang in there. Right. This is, you know, it, it, it's challenging right now. Um, whether it's Wednesday night or on Saturday or, or however many, the six or seven or eight or however many more home games we've got. Um, now we play central Michigan. We now know that opponent, right? I don't know if you guys saw that, uh, that was announced earlier today, the Mac challenge. We've got central Michigan, um, you know, so whatever game it is, yeah, it's easy to be excited for JMU, right? It's, it's easy to come out. Right. And, and, there's the water cooler effect, right? It, it's great. It's great to be in the same league as JMU, right? After, um, you know, not having as many rivalries for a number of years in, in Conference USA, um, you know, and having, again, go, going back to, hearkening back to the, the CAA days, which, uh, yeah, I wasn't here at ODU, but I, you know, obviously, I think we talked about this. I, I looked from that from afar, um, you know, for many years, when, you know, when I was in college myself and then when I was at Virginia and when I was at American U and one of those years we were in the CAA with, with both JMU and ODU, um, you know, and, and it, it was, it was really unique, right? It was, it was really special. And, and for a lot of reasons those, that those things have changed, um, you know, so it's a great, it's, it's really, it's great for us. It's great for both schools, I think, right. To, to, to have this in-state rivalry, um, you know, in the league again. Um, I, you know, I, I wish these games were a little later. I, 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 I wish these games were, middle February and, and end of February, right? I think when when basketball really takes center stage around the country for, for whatever reason, um, you know what I mean? As we get closer to March and building up, gosh, I, I think, you know, the, us and JMU should be playing really towards the end of the of the season, man. I, I think that would be really even even better, right? Um, so, no, I, I think for our fans, just listen, we, you know, hey, please, you, thank you. Number one, thank you, because we had a great crowd both nights this week, right? We'd been on the road for a while, you know, and, and to come back and we had, uh, we had a terrific student turnout on, on Thursday night for the Marshall game. And we, you know, great fan turnout for both games, you know, uh, whatever it was in the stands, 5,000 people or more, you guys know the numbers, right? I just looked up and said, man, this is a darn good crowd, um, you know, and, and for a team that's struggling and, and has the record we have right now, that, that doesn't happen everywhere. Right. And so just, it doesn't, please, I just, it doesn't, and and we we know that, right? And, and we appreciate that, and, and I appreciate that, and, and Coach Jones does, and our players do, um, and so we're lucky. Uh, so hang in there. It's frustrating. It's challenging. Um, you know, just hang in there with us and, and keep coming back. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to play really really hard. We're gonna try to play a little bit better. Um, and we we appreciate their support. Hell, that type uh, of crowd is. Go ahead, Mike. Oh. Saturday night, we led Sunbelt in, atten- in attendance with uh, our record being what it is. Uh, GMU also hosted a game there uh, at home, and they had roughly the same amount of people as we did. But they have had an amazing season. I, I, I'm really proud of our fan base this year. I think them keep coming out and supporting this team. And the team deserves it. Um, you guys have had a lot of trials and tribulations this season. They deserve the support um, because of how challenging you guys, the positions you guys have been put in this year. Uh, But I'm really proud of our fan base this season so far. But I wanted to ask you about the Central Michigan game and these scheduling these games midseason. Does that make anything more difficult for you guys, uh, not knowing the opponent until kind of this point in the season? 
Well, it's a little bit easier this year because it's a home game. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, we have it better than Central Michigan, who had to wake up this morning and and then all of a sudden figure out, you know, again, planes, trains, and automobiles. Automobiles. How are we getting? How are we getting to Norfolk? Um, you know, on what two and a half weeks' notice? I'm bad at I'm bad at math. Uh, you know, they got to figure that that piece out very quickly, right? And um, and that's that's challenging, right? Um, you know, so next year we'll have that. You know, the roles will be reversed. We'll we'll start the season or home opener. I think it's the home opener. Maybe it'll be the second game, but early, you know, in that first week of this of this season, we'll have a a MAC home game, a MAC challenge home game. Um, but then, you know, and somewhere on my list, somewhere in my folder for scheduling, um, you know, whatever that is, probably early February of of next year, twenty twenty five, we'll have to go on the road to a MAC team. That, that's that's challenging for sure. Um, you know, it, it's you know the the bracket buster for those Monarch fans that remember that those games, the bracket buster. Those are those can be really fun games in, in some respects, um, but they can also be very challenging. Uh, you know, listen, all that stuff is way well above my pay grade, right? I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, my, my gut reaction personally is I, I don't know that I love playing a non-conference game in the middle of, of conference play like this. Um, you know, I, and I know a lot of people do it. I know you know, the big boys do it, but I think it's a little different with them with how they travel and national TV and, and some other factors. Right. So, um, but again, you know, I, I'm not losing any sleep over any of that. I'm, I'm not worrying about that one bit. Right. That, again, those are things that I, we can't control. So we're not going to worry about that one bit. Um, but I, I will say, I'm glad it's a home game. All right, Monarch Nation. Well, Mike, do you have anything else before we let Coach go? I always have more, but well, we can wait for next week. Absolutely. Well, let me, if I could just jump in there real quick, you know, I mean, and, and I do, you know, because we started going down this path and then we, we somehow, you know, went back to, to all basketball or majority basketball, which there's nothing wrong with. This is a, you know, a basketball talk show. Um, but, you know, you, you were talking about things that were people in the staff. You know, I, I think a lot of the – you know, everyone's, everyone's doing more. Right. And, and I think I would just, if I don't mind just rounding that off a little bit, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, Chris Kavinsky and Drew Lakey and Jamal Robinson and Jordan Brooks and, and Chris Talagani, right. All of them are doing more, um, you know, than they were doing six weeks ago. Right. And we're all working very hard and, and working very well together, um, you know, and, and trying to, 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 to move the needle here, you know I mean? And, and for some guys, um, you know, they're spending even more time with our players, right? You know, this is this is a challenging thing for for us as coaches. It's challenging for fans. It's challenging for the players, right? This is hard, you know. And and you got to stick with them and kind of keep building them up and keep picking them up and keep dusting each other off and you know staying together. We've stayed together, right? We have stayed together. It, it's you know, it, we don't have the results we want, but we have we have stuck together. And and you know, I, I think that's a testament to a lot of the work that our our staff is doing, spending time with our players um, and, and making sure they, they know, you know, that, that we're invested in them. Um, you know, I, I think I, I would be remiss if I didn't give Chris Talagani a lot of credit. Um, he has taken on, you know, he, he's, this is, I guess his third year here with the program, you know, and he's, he does, you know, creative content and social media and, you know, photography and video. And, you know, he's extremely talented in those areas. He does great work. Um, you know, but he's trying to broaden his horizons. And, and so, you know, this year he's sort of trying to be and help me with a lot of the operational stuff 
Um, you know, and he's been thrown to the fire here a little bit these last few weeks uh, where, you know, I, I've sort of just sort of dumped stuff on him and told him, hey, man, go figure it out. Uh, and he's a smart guy and he's a hardworking guy. And to his credit, he has gone and, and figured some of these things out, uh, which I know has taken a lot off of my plate. Um, you know, Tim Saha, our strength coach, right, who, you know, is you know, just outstanding, um, you know, at his job, but just a tremendous person and a team first guy, right? He's he's picking up slack, um, you know, with, with for, for me in particular, right, and helping the, the student managers are doing more than they were doing, right? And so it's been a, you know, I, we, we, we may not have as many wins, you know, on the, on the record column or in the records right now as, as we, as we want, we'd certainly not that we want, right. Or thought we would have, um, you know, but, but I do think that the way our staff and our players have handled this last six weeks and beyond, but especially these last six weeks, right. Cause you know, I, there's been a lot of wins that, that don't show up in the, in the record column. Um, you know, and that, you know, this is a, a, you know, this is a very public way to, uh, you know, make a living. This is a very public way to, to compete. Um, and so, you know, the record is what everyone looks at first. And while the record is extremely important and I'm not pretending like it isn't, um, you know, I do and, and, and I am appreciative and I'm, I'm thanking them all the time, but I do, you know, I am proud of, and I, and I'm very appreciative of, um, the way that our staff and our players and our, our support staff, um, you know, the athletic department, you know, the, there's people in the athletic department, right. Who have really bent over backwards to try to help us collectively do this better, um, in, in, you know, in a somewhat unique situation. So, um, you know, that's a win of a different kind. Um, and, and we, you know, I, I would just like to say again, very publicly, uh, how much I notice it and how much I appreciate it. I appreciate you circling back to that, Coach, because we do see that. That's something that Mike and I take notice of. I'm sure that a number of fans do as well. I mean, we see Chris's stuff particularly closely as we collaborate together. He's, I, I know how much time that he puts in that. Uh, the video that he put out a few days ago was incredible. Or I know that he personally took all those video shots because of the angles that came from around the, the, the stadium. And then the amount of time it must have taken to take the radio call and to be able to match up the radio call with the outstanding video. I mean, if fans haven't seen that video, go on Twitter. I'm sure it's on Instagram and check out the stuff a few days ago that was on the ODU basketball uh, one. I think they'll really enjoy that. And then Tim... I mean, there's not a dude that's more engaged in the game and is yelling for players to get back to do whatever and is constantly trying to, you know, uh, just be there for the players and be a part of it. It's It really is nice to see that your family, your ODU basketball family, the coaches, the trainers, the, the student managers, everybody are 100% invested right now. And I want to add one more thing on Talagani. The guy is awesome. He's one of the nicest people I've met at ODU. But on top of it, this guy is going up into the rafters to get the best shots. He is doing whatever he can to get the best shots possible. And uh, credit to him because I'm not a heights guy. Uh, 
I could I don't think I could do that and be focused enough to get the shot. I would just be thinking about not falling. No, <laughs> yes, you and me both. No, and, and uh, I, I remember a few weeks ago he he had that idea and, and he was asking about the guys from the arena. He's like, Hey, do you think I could ask the guys from the arena? And I was like, Yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know what I mean? And and um you know, and there's some parameters you got to go through to do all that stuff. But no, he, he's very creative. Um, you know, he, he, he's, you know, he's got a great eye, right? He's, he's got a really a good eye and he sees things differently. Um, you know, and is, and is always searching for a different way to, to look at it and to promote and to market our players and our program. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been for three years now that he's been here, right? It's obviously been elevated significantly. Um, our, uh, promotion, I guess, is the right term, right? And, and our presence. So it, he's done. He's done great work. And you, but you're right. I mean, but again, <clears throat> on down the list, right? I mean, you know, this is this is, uh, you know, I I've taken on a, a you know a, a somewhat different role for sure. But everyone's taken on more, um, and and they've done it with great attitudes, you know, and and with a lot of lot of work and a lot of work. And um, you know, when you're winning, you know, everything's a little bit easier. Right when you're winning it, everything's a little bit easier. Um, but when you're struggling, you know it. It, it it's not as easy. Uh, but I, I don't. We haven't had any drop off or drama or any of that. Right? You know, I mean, it, it, guys are, are guys are working their tails off. Um, you know, and then motivated and for a lot of reasons. Right? And and um, but working well together and and uh, you know and, and I know I appreciate it. Um, it hasn't translated yet enough. Uh, to the to the the bigger wins that we want, um, but it's you know it's 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 it's, it's yeah I mean it, it's just reassuring right that when you have the right people, um, you know working together, it, you can it, it's just a better environment. So I give our I give our guys a lot of credit, um, you know, at how how hard they're working um, and, and how invested they are and. Uh, we're not going to quit. We ain't, we ain't quitting. We ain't fighting. We're not giving up. We ain't throwing in the towel. No, that ain't happening, right? We're it's challenging right now, but we're going to battle. We're going to continue to battle. We're going to we're going to we're going to try to find a way. And, and you know, at times we've been closer than others. We got to find a way to to get it over the hump. Um, but uh, you know, everyone's everyone's sticking together and working extremely hard. And and that's you know, it's not the it's not the only part of the answer. But that's a very, very big part of it. Well, we see it, Coach, and we appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this week. We will be rooting you on Wednesday night at Chartway Arena against JMU. Can't wait to be there. Thanks again for joining us, and go Monarchs. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.